0: Fucking up the foreigns, man. Fucking up the highway, fucking up the E-way, fucking up the streets. Fucking up a foreign. Police pull me over with a ticket and a warrant. I still ain't pay that bit. Then I probably got a warrant. Haters tryna blow my vibes, gotta ignore ignore them I eat it, then I leave Put on my Louis hoodie, then my Louis sneakers. How y'all doing? Welcome to Two Cents for Conversation. This is a little spare change because I got a little energy left. Um, I'm your host, Vijay. And that was a little snippet of the song Foreign by Young and May. I do not own the rights to that song. Um, and I hope I don't get sued. But I felt like a la- this is since this is like a little spare change, I didn't want to like have the same cold intro as i do for a regular episode and i'm just doing a little spare change i'm just giving y'all a little spare change because i got a little energy left and you know it's quiet in my office today so yeah yeah as y'all know i work at a high school even with kids here it would be like super dead the week before thanksgiving like or a week before midterms because like everybody is so Done with the beginning of the year rush And getting situated in their classes And everything It's kind of like every Nobody would be in here during this week It's like beginning of the year Beginning of Or end of semester And No, actually I take that back Beginning of the year The week After Thanksgiving So the first week of December And the two weeks before school ends, maybe, and then school ending is, like, the busiest times of year for me in in my counseling office. Because, like, the week before, like, the first, not the first, but, like, the week after Thanksgiving is, like, the start of the last month before the semester ending. So kids are trying to get their shit together before the semester grades come out. And the same thing for, like, the end of the year. So, like, end of April, like, right after spring break, kids are getting there, trying to get their shit together. And end of the year with the seniors and stuff like that. So, I miss my babies. I hope they're doing okay. This whole thing is so fucked up. And, like, last year was, like, the first year, like, I really, like, started getting known as a faculty member with my students so like my students finally are like recognizing me because like when you're not only when you're a young faculty member but I didn't used to be in the counseling office I used to have my own little cave and um so like the students would not know who the fuck I was but now that I'm in the counseling office is like the second to most place that gets the most traffic like, and I had um, TAs, you know, my students started recognizing me a little bit more and getting a little more attached. And yeah, so I miss my babies. I was bummed that I didn't get to see them graduate and celebrate with them. Funny story. Um, Last year, when the things were normal, you got, I mean, as of when we're in high school as kids ourselves was like 10 10 years ago, haha, <laughs> 10 year anniversary. Um you don't think about how you're acting as a kid. You're just living in the moment. But as a adult looking at the kids, the funniest thing about last year was Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day was so fucking crazy last year or this year earlier this year like it's more crazy than halloween you would in in a way like halloween everybody's kind of preoccupied with looking cool in their costumes and shit like that and doing all that but valentine's day was a totally different energy and it was hilarious because it's kind of like you feel all this It was like very primordial in a sense of like, you know, not to be, not to sound like a weirdo, it happens to adults too, but it was just funny because as high schoolers, like you could see the prepubescent sexual energy and the learning of courting and dating and learning about sex. And finally, and like, as a young adult in a sense of like, Figuring all of that out. So to see that from a third person point of view, it was hilarious. So not only do you have all of that energy going on, that primordial sexual (laughs) prepubescent energy, but not only that, but you're on a sugar high because there was so much fucking candy. It was not even funny. I fucking had candy galore in my office. Like what I did was I put like a little mailbox with candy on the table and like I decorated really nice. And, um, I started decorating my office. Like, cause it's like, what the fuck? Like I got kids in here. I get, I got to keep the morale going. So I started decorating. And so I had the office decorated. I had candy all over the place. I had pillows and stuff like that. Like, so it was a whole mood. So like, if that was my office, and my kids were hyped off of candy. Imagine the rest of the school, and it showed. And on top of that, we had like an early day. So like, we got out, or so the kids were getting out early. The schedule was like, who gives a fuck? It's the dating energy is crazy. There's heartbreaks and sex going on. Like, it's crazy, it was just nothing. Valentine's Day this year in a high school was crazy as fuck and it it was utterly hilarious and you would think that halloween would have the same energy but it really doesn't like halloween is over by like fifth period out of seven periods so after lunch halloween is over it's oh, and valentines was on a friday so it was like a weekend day it was a weekend thing it was crazy it was nuts on valentines day like everybody looked hungover Figuratively speaking, um, like that Monday coming back, it was crazy. So that's just a good memory. But I wanted to have a little spare change conversation because my the, last, the episode I just posted or I will post, um, I kind of got into the elections and I didn't really get to touch on what I really wanted to talk about. I kind of got caught up in everybody's bullshit. Or my opinions about everybody's bullshit and everybody's analytics I didn't really get to talk about like current things that are happening so like I said um Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won the election Donald Trump is acting an asshole and I wanted to talk about on a lighter note too because it got kind of heavy talking about like history and the crack epidemic and shit like that and I always do that. I always start off a conversation. It was kind of, you know, as a whole, the my my whole episode was kind of heavy. So we're gonna give a little light spare change. Um, so with Joe Biden re- winning the election, it's it's been emotional for some people. So, um, what should I start out with? Let's start off with Kamala Harris and that's why I had the intro with young MA because I just want to give a little girl power going on here. Um so it's interesting. I'm I'm really interested on how this is going to go. I expressed before that I'm not expecting a lot of social movement because we have so much to clean up with the coronavirus. Like it's not even funny. Um, people's livelihoods and health is—it's crazy right now. So, unfortunately, I'm not expecting Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to clean up a lot of social issues. Like a lot of Black people are expecting, in a sense. I—I um, I never jumped into this whole election with that mindset in the in the beginning anyways even if it was somebody else I wasn't gonna jump into this election expecting a huge social construct a whole social structure movement from anybody because half the country is conservative half the country is in white privilege whether they're rich or poor and it's kind of like nah they're not going to see, they're not going to, they're not going to make it work for us. So um, there's a lot of cleanup to do. So I always, so when the elections and the campaign started as a constituent, as somebody who observes politics as a light hobby, I was just like, look, this is reconstruction. This is cleaning up a big ass unnecessary mess. Um, so we're just gonna we're just gonna deal with it so let let, so out of out of that i want to talk the only thing that's going to come out of this socially is probably the the imagery and the tone of how we look at black women women of color and i say it like that because there are Some black women who feel like Kamala isn't black. And that's a whole thing. I'm not even going to get into it. I'm just going to put it like this in my anthropological opinion. And I'm saying it like this because this is such a drawn out conversation and it literally goes nowhere. And I'm tired of it. But here it goes. Look, when it comes to black people, when it comes to mixed race black people... I'm going by the Native American standard, which is if you got a grandparent that's black, you're of Afro descent in the story. We're going to call you black for the sake of conversation. You can say the N word. You're co- you're considered Afro dash something. You're fucking black. All right. Now we got that out the way. And maybe I'll dedicate a whole episode to my logic about that and how I really feel. But for the sake of conversation, she's black. The, the lady looks like my aunt, okay, who's black, possibly Creole. I don't know what my aunt is. She's from Louisiana, so that's why I say there might. She got a Creole look to her, so I I feel like my aunt might be a little Creole in there. Um. Yeah, like my little cousin, her daughter... Because this is my aunt that is married to my uncle, my mother's brother. Um, Yeah, like, they're both black. And my cousin, she has whole ass, light brown, damn near green eyes. So, black people come in shapes and colors and of all different varieties. And it's beautiful. So, but, um, Creole people do have, like, a little look to them. And Creole people can pretty much have any type of fucking baby, so... But they're still black. Like, it's just a a fancier mix of black, per se. Um, Little French, little Indian, little Spaniard probably in there, and then black. You know, it's a whole bunch of stuff. You're still black, though. But they do have a facial structure, from what I've noticed. And I have actually... Actually, I know quite a few Creole people at that. And Creole people can be dark brown and more Afrocentric as well i've seen creole people that but you know what now that i think about it the dark-skinned creole people that i do know um uh, my friend's mothers shout out to carlisha um they do kind of have a creole facial structure now that i think about it okay yeah it's all in the facial structure then like Creole people have a certain facial structure. So even darker or light-skinned. So there's that's cool. And big and petite. Um, yeah, because my friends, her mothers are, and I say mothers is her aunt and her mother, their sisters. They're taller, um, plus size women. So they don't look like my aunt at all, but I can still see like the Creole similarities in their facial structure along and i have another friend his mother is creole and it's it's a whole thing so anyways as i digress kamala looks like my fucking aunt okay like she's black like if if you're looking at her she looks like a black woman she don't look oh she's indian and she is of indian and jamaican descent jamaican is black Anyways, so for the sake of conversation, Kamala Harris is black, and she has been elected as the first, uh, uh, first female vice president and first person of color vice president, which is pretty, which is pretty great. Um, cause it's like, goddamn, like, can we get some fucking color? in here somewhere <laughs> like if you look at her oh it's like terrible like this country is 400 years old and we have only had one black man as president and this is our only woman vice president in color and black vice president at that It's all white up until Barack Obama and Kamala Harris like it's all old white men and um it's crazy so there's a lot that goes into it with imagery and then I also think that there's a lot that goes into it with the um what do you call it Black organizations and black, um, what do you call it? Well, let me put it like this, because I can't think of what I want to call it exactly. So Kamala Harris is also a historical black university graduate. And she is part of the uh, black sorority uh what is she she's at aka i think i don't know how they go all i know is deltas because that's what my aunt was so she was like if you're going somewhere you're going to delta i'm like okay whatever um but i'm i, I don't know the whole sorority culture um i didn't go to an hbcu unfortunately but i did get accepted so don't act like i'm sleeping on it i got into northfolk uh virginia and Where else did I get into probably could have gotten to a couple others but whatever Um, but I did get into Norfolk so if I was gonna go out to state I would have went to Norfolk Um, so shout out to them for accepting me Uh, (laughs) um, so yeah um, I think that's a great thing because it really shows, it really puts a, it puts a higher prestige on black universities, which is needed for our cultural morale. I think, um, you know, there's not enough morale behind black universities, unfortunately. And it, and, and I believe slightly it's because, um, when it comes to universities, there's a really, really big, um, emphasis on the sports. So, like, a lot of big universities, they have a really big sports culture behind them. And black universities, we don't. And then, um, you know, we're, it's kind of, we have our own Ivy Leagues, like, so, but we're not, like, it's not as much money as you would say the Harvards and the standards. It's a—it's their Ivy, black universities have their Ivy Leagues. Ooh, excuse me, I got the hiccups. Black universities have their Ivy Leagues, but they're, in terms of money and where the money takes you, it's nowhere um, close to fucking Harvard and Stanford and all of them, because that's where all these fucking politicians and fucking big money buyouts come from is the motherfuckers so you know let's be real about it but with Kamala being a vice president from an HBCU um I'm very proud to say that I believe that like that's gonna put a bigger there's gonna be a bigger prestige to it now and it's gonna give a whole different meaning And it's also going to set up, I hope it begins to set a precedent of, um, you know, where we can get our politicians from. Because it's all about, it is about representation to a large degree. And, um, (laughs) You know, if we can start pooling our poll just like white folk do, because that's where they getting all these politicians from, are the federal judge societies, and these societies come out of these schools and these month and this the money from these schools and things like that, and um, so if we if we bring if we start putting black universities on the same level of this prestige because now we are producing very high ranking politicians not just no little federal judge not little but not federal judges but actual presidents and vice presidents secretaries of state officials maybe we can start really like plucking our people and putting them in this system more and more and more. Because that's how we're going to get changes. We're going to get... We got to get the people from where we come from to run this bitch, per se. So, I'm kind of excited. I know not to get my hopes realistically too uh, too high. Because, um, you know... There's going to be a lot of obstacles either way. But, um, you know, it's kind of like it's a breath of fresh air that we can actually our culture can have some prestige in this country and um, from a woman at that. So that brings me to my next thing is kind of like, I wonder how Kamala being vice president is going to set the is going to set the tone for black women American black women at that because there is a difference not to separate us from other women in other black cultures but let's be real like you get a little bit more black women from other places in the world come with a little more privilege to say um, or a little more respect than American black women because of the context of they come from an actual culture, a structured culture, you know, they do look way different than us. Um, not really. I mean, real black people can tell you they don't look different, but from the outside, from other outside perspectives, um, you know black women from other countries. Do get looked at differently. And um. You know even. Even first generation black women. So their parents are from other countries. And. They're the first generation. Of a black woman. Um. You know there there's a difference. There There's a little bit of a difference. And it happens with the men too. So not to say that this only happens with women. Um. But um. What you call it? Um, You know, I kind of felt this way when Meghan Markle got married to um, Prince Harry, that it it sets a different level. It sets a, I feel like it sets a little bit of a different social cue to American black women because we're being, we're going to be looked at with a little more prestige and a little more, um. What do you call it a little more maybe I guess prestige is the best word for it because we don't we don't get that same notoriety, you know we have a and America is ratchet in itself, so we're kind of a product of our fucking ratchet ass country <laughs> to not just to not to to give us some fair credit. We're a product of a ratchet-ass country. So, it's like, what do you expect? But it, it gives you, it gives us a little more like, don't be talking to us crazy. And don't be looking at us crazy like we ain't shit. And like we we ain't going nowhere. Because we are. Like, we're whole princesses out here. We're fucking vice presidents now. We win elections. You know what I mean? People talk to a lot of people talk a lot of shit about Joe Biden pandering and things like that. But didn't even know that um, he had a very full campaign staff of black women running his campaign. Um, you know, Stacey Abrams turned. Georgia, the fuck out for Joe Biden and Democrats, and got people to vote. So let's not sleep on us. Um, Don't sleep on us. Do not sleep on us. Um, You know we have our flaws, just like everybody does. Um, but you know we do it. We do it. uh, Michelle Obama was is the most beloved first lady. To me, and I mean I may be biased, but she's the most beautiful one. She's the most educated one. And that speaks volumes as well. She um oh, I love Michelle Obama. Just bring her back. Oh. Um, you know, so it's kind of like in modern times in modern times slowly but surely I am seeing the more prestige of black women come American black women come to the forefront you know and they all look different that's the and I think that's also something very beautiful to observe is that Kamala Stacey Abrams Um, Michelle Obama Meghan Markle they all look different It's not just a uh, It's not just a standard architect Like whether it's A dark skinned black woman Or a light skinned um, Bombshell Looking black woman Like These are black women that Look like The variety of what we all come in Shapes and colors and looks And they're all beautiful Um Joe Biden's team so far he hasn't laid out a full cabinet yet I'm pretty sure they're working on it because I think they got all the chief of staff going on but it looks pretty diverse I'm I'm enjoying I'm I'm looking I'm feeling pretty optimistic about it um he has one of the reps from Louisiana as his senior advisor a black man so you know um, And then he has a woman as a chief of staff. So she's probably going to start. I, I'm assuming she's the one that starts to kind of look at the cabinet and put it together. So that's cool. Like, and then he has two other white guys. I didn't see what they did. Whatever. But, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Like, get some diversity up in this bitch. Like, have some. You know, let's think about... Let's get some different perspectives around here. But anyways, as I digress. You know, um, Kamala Harris being a black graduate, being a black woman. And even... And not to even make it just a black or white thing, but being a woman of different cultural backgrounds, I think, is really important. You know what I mean? Like um having an indian mother a you know indian asian mother who to a degree was in black culture and having a jamaican father which is black i think it 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 brings it'll give her a lot of insight as well and usually that's and usually that's what makes a good leader too like having that diverse insight of people because obama was half black and half white lived in hawaii lived in chicago you know having that diverse perspective definitely plays a part in good leadership that's why i'm i'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt regardless of criticisms of her because Um, In the words of And this is like one of my favorite quotes And I'm paraphrasing I don't know the exact quote um, But that has come from a politician It's from uh, Supreme Court Judge uh, Sotomayor When she was getting elected For the Supreme Court She said um, As a Puerto Rican woman who lived as as a as a Puerto Rican woman that has come from, you know, a impoverished background. She believed that she would have a per somebody like her and herself would have more insight of what would be, what this country, what people would need more than a white man from, um you know, fucking privilege. And it's totally and it's 150% accurate. Like, you can't tell me that somebody that has lived the best way of their whole life is going to know what's best for everybody when you have so many more people that aren't from that life. And I was so happy when she said that shit. So, it could really make it fucking clear that, yeah, y'all motherfuckers don't know what the fuck is best for everybody. Because you haven't even, you haven't even gone through shit. Like, as a, you know, as a Puerto Rican woman, and she look a little black, too. You know, I ain't gonna fucking lie. So, in my ear, I'm sure she got somebody. I'm sure there's a little afro somewhere in there. Um, You know coming from the Bronx in New York as a Puerto Rican woman like hell yeah she's gone through more shit than half of them fucking judges like I'm pretty sure there's been so many times where she's said she's been told no or given some slick ass comments to or some sexist ass comments to or been objectified and not taken serious and you know, now she's the fucking one of the Supreme Court judges. So, I I'm I'm going to trust my laws with her more than fucking Kavanaugh, and that new bitch that they got on the fucking Supreme Court any day of the fucking week. Any day of the fucking week. Um so, you know, multicultural backgrounds like I feel like play a really good part uh, play a really big part in leadership. And who gives a fuck if Kamala got an Indian mother, um, from what the fuck I've seen Indian people, um, you know, people from that part of the world, um, um, Bengali, Bengal, all them motherfuckers. Shout out to Sully or one of my friends, um, most intelligent people I've ever fucking met in my life, and it's funny, because I be checking with my homie, he's, like, about to get his PhD and everything, very, very educated man, he's very cool, um, I even be checking with him, like, when I do link up with him the few times that I do, um, you know, we be talking about shit in the world, and I be going, Sully, let me know if I'm wrong, or if I'm crazy, and I'll run through what I'm talking about, and be like, "No, you got the right idea." And I'll be like, "Yes, like <laughs> so." You whatever you say to me, I don't give a fuck if I got all the credentials or not. I got credential motherfuckers fact checking me. I check. I double check my facts. So boom, I got some. I be having people with PhDs let me know like the shit that I'm talking about ain't fucking out of my ass completely. I got some context to what I'm talking about. So. There's that, you know, some of the most smart, like some of the most brilliant minds come from that part of the world and that culture. So of course, like, I'm going to, I'm, I don't care if, Kayla, if, if whatever, like her mama don't play that shit. And from what I've read, like both of her parents were like super, like, um, they were really heavy in African-American social politics and things like that and social movements and educational movements for African-Americans. So she, I mean, you can say what you want about her prosecutor history, but she comes from, she comes from a line of, of, of wokeness for lack of a better terms. She comes from motherfuckers that know what the shit is. She comes from real motherfuckers. She comes from educated people. So I, I I got faith in her. I really do. Even if Joe Biden's a little old and you know he's slowing down, they all are. And that's one thing I will agree with all the critics is that we got to start electing younger politicians. And I, and it's like a catch twenty two because I know politics takes so much. Like running for president takes so much money and so much like notoriety. Like, the only people with that much notoriety are over the age of, like, fucking 60, Um, except, like, Obama. But that was, like, Obama was a fucking Haley's comment of a candidate. Like, we didn't know who Obama was. We was all, like, looking at Hillary when he first ran. So, it's kind of like, I know I was in, when I was in high school, I was like, who the fuck is Obama? Like but now he's like one of the greatest presidents of history and so you know it can be done without notoriety I guess but you got to be one special motherfucker to have that notoriety Mm -hmm. and you know like they always say Obama he had to do everything right He had to do everything right. He had to be the most educated. He had to have the most clean, he had to have the cleanest record. He had to have the best campaign strategy. He had to say the right things all the time. Like he had to have the perfect family, like, you know, he had to have the best wife, like, You know what I mean? Like, he had to have everything perfect for it to work out for him. So, it's like, how are we going to get another one of them? Whatever color he is. Black, white, Asian, whatever. Like, how are we going to get another Obama standard? So, especially nowadays with everybody just being okay with what the fuck ever ratchet ass shit we get like Trump. It's like, how are we going to even get one of those? So... It, so, you know, I I believe that Joe Biden will have good people around him. You know what I mean? Him and Kamala will put good people around him. And, you know, I'm kind of glad that we're setting the tones for like, you know, especially with Kamala Harris. um, A couple coined things during the campaign was number one. When she was debating with Mike Pence and he kept on cutting, trying to cut her off, and she was like, I'm speaking. That shit killed every black woman in America because, goddamn, that'd be on our spirit. Like, I'm speaking. Like, you're not about to cut me off or cut me short or speak over me on some bullshit. Like, you're not about to run no bullshit with me. Like, I'm speaking back the fuck up like I felt that in my spirit and (laughs) and it's kind of like yes yes speak for us yes set that tone yes and number two when she checked oh boy about saying her name wrong I personally felt that on a whole different level of my spirit because lord have mercy how many times motherfuckers have gotten my name wrong and it's like ooh, you don't know what to do like you it's like one of those it's kind of like one of those like you know black women we talk about the whole awkwardness about our hair and everything it's like that with names like you don't know whether or not to aggressively check somebody because you're just so tired and you're so frustrated. You don't know whether or not to let it slide because you understand that people just don't know and it's an honest mistake. And then sometimes you don't know whether or not to try to even check it because you don't want to come out as snarky and it's like, ugh, like, what do you fucking do? So her checking old boy about saying her name wrong, it was just kind of like, and it's like he knew he was saying her name wrong and wasn't going to give a fuck. And that's how a lot of them politicians, crackers. And I I don't say crackers in a in disrespectful sense of all white people. I'm only talking about white, privileged, non-acknowledging white supremacist culture shout out to the white homies that are cool um you know it's like uh, like I felt that like okay it's 2020 we ain't doing this shit no more like I tell y'all a story like and it's and it's and it's not even a black or white thing with names it's just like a whole thing Like, I've had my name mispronounced, misspelled, and missaid my entire life. Like, I swear on my unborn child, he he will not have a name that will be hard to pronounce or hard to spell. He will have a simple name. It will not be exotic. It will be not basic, but it will be... No questions asked about it. It will be straight and simple to the point. And i made that an emphasis to my man. Like, no, we are not doing nothing that can be misspelled or mispronounced. Because we ain't got time for that. We really don't. I went through it my whole life. I love my name. I think my name is beautiful. I tell my And my mom goes, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, don't be sorry. It ain't your fault. I love my name. And somewhere in the world, my name... Is completely understood so it ain't it's all good but it's like yeah no we ain't got time for that I'm getting quite tired and I'm getting more frustrated the older I get so it's not even gonna be so it's just gonna be a matter of time so this is what happened like at my school um, or in my school district our emails are by our name our last and first name and there was a whole situation where one of my admin continuously spelled my name wrong and it wasn't it wasn't a super huge misspelling it was just like a regular misspelled misspelled like just one letter he put because my name is V-I-J-A-H And he kept on putting Y at the end And I couldn't get fat mad Because traditionally My name is spelled with a Y But when you put a Y on my name It makes it a boy's name So it's kind of like That's not my name And it, I just And I let it slide I let it slide because my name is in the email And I'm thinking like Okay he'll just catch it You know maybe it's the computer error And one time he sent me an email trying to help a parent. And within the email that he copied me in, he still spelled my name wrong. And then he sent the parent the wrong email because he spelled it wrong. And I just had enough. I was like, I'm sorry, but that's not how you spell my name. And that's not my email. You're gonna get this parent mad because you gave her the wrong information. She's gonna she's gonna read this email, copy that email, and send something to an address that doesn't work, and then everybody's gonna be in hot shit. So let's 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 nip this in the bud today. So it wasn't even it 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 had to get to a point where you're giving incorrect information to a parent. And it's going to end badly. So, um, he corrected. He was like, okay, I'm sorry. And then like, like two days later, he came into my office and he like made fun of me like correcting him. So that's what I'm, ta- that's like what I'm talking about is kind of like, you didn't even need to say any of that. You could have just been like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, you didn't have to go V I J A H. And it's kind of like, you're the motherfucker that was spelling my name wrong when it was right there in the email. Like, what are you, like, what are you saying sh- slick ass shit to me like that for? So it's just kind of like, it's a whole thing. So, you know, there's that. But, um, you know, any what else is so, you know, I'm, I'm fucking with the representation. I know it doesn't make that much of a difference, but I'm fucking with the representation of black American women, having more prestige in the world, being princesses, being presidents, being leaders, being organizers, you know, I'm fucking with it. It, it gives me hope. And You know we run this bitch and you know we have we even you know we have black some black men that don't appreciate us and you know they talk crazy to us or they gaslight misogynistic stuff and it's kind of like you know I just chalk it up to a hurt people hurt people thing you know what I mean like you know Nobody is perfect, so i i I, t- I take it with i take it with stride. But you know, it, it's 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 a different it's a different mode with Kamala. It's a different kind of feeling with Kamala, knowing Kamala Harris is about to be vice president. Um, you know, I'm curious to see how Michelle Obama is going to act on it, like. You know what i mean that's kind of what i want to see I, i'm kind of curious to see how other black women will um you know respond to it so that will be interesting to see because you know promoting unity or promoting togetherness amongst black women will play a really big part of representation as well. And, um, you know, I'm just curious to see how that goes. And it's like, I would like black men to kind of get on the same cue. Because if we can stick together, then, you know, you can't beat us. And, like, people will criticize, like, because Kamala Harris is married to a white man and shit like that. And I feel like that's such a pointless conversation, honestly. Like, she got married, like, not even that long ago. So it's not even, like, she's been sitting here only rocking with white men. Like, nah, she got married older. It was probably with a man that's more established. I think he's pretty established. I don't know what he does. Um, But it's kind of like... Who gives a fuck? Like, how many y'all niggas get with fucking Becky and talk shit about how much better the other woman is than a black woman? Like, fuck out of here. Like, I don't give a fuck about that shit. Like, fuck out of here. Like, like I've seen so many niggas put old girl from the real genie, whatever her name is, on a pedestal because um, of how she pumps up young Jeezy. And it's kind of like... Y'all wouldn't y'all wouldn't know a fetish if it was a rattlesnake that bitch, y'all, like a motherfucker. Like. So you can miss me with talking shit about Kamala Harris being what a white man. Like. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. She's black. She's multiracial. She's educated. She she's a breath of fresh air to look at than another old white man up there making decisions for a country with a majority of people that don't even look like him. So, fuck out of here. Like, I don't give a fuck. So, I hope y'all enjoyed this spare change segment. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna do another episode. Maybe when some crazy shit happens. Um, I don't know. That's about it. Meg The Stallion is dropping her new album, her, her debut album. Finally, I'm excited, but I'm gonna let you on. And I know this is going to be contradictory to say, but if it ain't good, and if she's still on the same, I don't, I don't think she will be, because I think she's very, she's a really good rapper, and I think she's gonna have some shit to say. But if she ain't saying nothing on this album, I don't know. I don't know what I'm, how I'm gonna feel about that. Um you know <sighs> there's nothing much going on. The world is like crazy. So stay safe, stay sane. I hope I'm a little entertaining and um I mean I would love to get comments. I just don't know how to set up for to get commentary or not commentary. I I don't know how to set up a system where like people can send me topics to talk about and because maybe if people sent me topics I would do shit more regularly but um I don't know we'll see I don't really want to I'm not going to try to I got a lot going on in my own life so good things though so I don't want to commit to something I can't deliver but I just be venting on here and I just like I said I just be giving my two cents and a little spare change when I have it So, take care, y'all. Be safe. Stay well. Keep your sanity. Take care of yourselves. Don't go out. Don't party. Okay? For real, for real. Black women, let's support each other. Let's not tear each other down. We are princesses. We are presidents. We are organizers. We run this bitch. And take care.